I've lost my mojo. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Butt fungus coming to you in the house. Welcome to an all new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brenda McCorkle. And that's it. Once again, on my lonesome, hopefully not for long. Uh, it's going to be a weird episode, man, but I'm going to try and keep it fun. I'm hoping this is one of my last solo episodes, to be quite honest. There's been just so much shit going on. Honestly, I almost didn't record this. There was almost not an episode this week, and I was having a f- philosophical debate with myself. I just got so much shit going on right now. Like, I'm going through a not very smooth divorce. My partner in crime, my podcast buddy, we're having communication issues. And I'm just like, the whole system's breaking down. Just like, God damn it. What am I going to do? Like, I know it's not good for sponsors and all this stuff to curse in the first 10 minutes. I know the formats. I know the things. But I just, if it's going to be good enough, then it's good enough and it won't matter. You know what I mean? Not necessarily this particular episode, but who knows? It's young. But yeah, I was having a a philosophical debate with myself because it's like, okay, all the reasons why we started this podcast, it's like, if none of those reasons are on the table today, because sometimes certain ones get taken off, you know, life happens. But if all of them aren't happening in the same day that, that... we're supposed to record or put put an episode out the next day and it hasn't happened yet, I'm like, well, then it shouldn't be done. You know, I've dropped silly things on this podcast before and in, you know, not so silly things, but things in life. And, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. And to not record an episode of the podcast, you know, it's a very big deal to me. And I was having this debate because multiple times on this podcast I've said come hell or high water I we're coming every Thursday and I'm drowning on fire right now but I'm you know I'm here it's literally 10 30 at night on Wednesday and I just went outside and like smoked a couple bowls and I'm like okay you know what you should do and here's the thing I don't know that recording is the right thing to do or not but I know myself, and I can't take the chance that I'll regret not recording. I can't risk it. So, here it is in all its glory. (laughs) That being said, um, on some good news, Mike and I have kind of fixed our communication issues on the front end. Um, So, we're going to talk a little bit more throughout the week, and then uh, I think we're, we're at a turning point with this thing. We're at a turning point with the podcast to where... Uh, it's going to be approached a lot more seriously uh, in the sense of really trying to, to do something with it um, and seriously try and be sillier. That's that's the goal of this thing is to be silly, to lighten the mood for everybody. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but, you know, this is kind of one of those revealing episode type things. I do these every now and again. Um, 
It won't be one of the depressing ones because I've done those too. <laughs> I'll keep it light. This might even be a short episode. I'm just going to go. And then once it doesn't feel right, then it'll be done. And then we'll meet back next week with uh, the whole team intact. Um, so all that to be said, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time in a driver's side or a passenger's side of a vehicle, usually for work, whether it was commuting to and from work or commuting for work, like installing stuff or doing stuff for construction, whatever. And a lot of the times, just some lighthearted, silly talk radio. Man, that's all I needed to break up my day and not make me want to fucking like just murder people or myself. You know, it's just like that was my thing that got me through a lot of stuff. So I wanted to do something that you could throw on in your car while you're commuting and sitting in traffic just going, motherfuck today. And then somebody's like, yeah, how many gorillas do you think shove bananas up their ass? And you're like, wait, what? And then let's talk about that for 10 minutes. You know, that's the kind of shit that I was, you know, let's be silly. And let's, and, and Mike and I are just also very involved in sports. We love sports. So we like to throw that, that in there. Um, and, you know, to give you a little bit of perspective on who we are and kind of what what we like, you know, that's when we do the entertainment stuff at the end. And it's it's just to kind of give a little, hopefully a little something for everybody. And not in the sense that it, everybody needs to like it or care for it, but in the sense that if it, if it hits your button, it, everybody's got a shot. It's not, this isn't honed to one specific person necessarily or a type of individual. Now, do we know who's the booger eating, fart sniffing, beer swilling people that listen to this show mostly? Yeah, of course. The people that look like me. DJ Buttfucker, or whatever I said in the beginning. Butt sniffer. Uh, only because I think I look like a DJ and I hate DJs. Everybody hates DJs, but we need them, goddammit. We need them. Oh, that being said perfect segue into silly life shit um i went out to a buddy's birthday this weekend and shout out to the chicharroni and we went to a club ish thing i don't know what this place was it reminded me of a place i used to go to with a buddy back in the day called the mix it was in la crescenta and it's like la crescenta is like i don't know it's like a tear off of pasadena you you equivalent to like the uh like the pacific palisades of los angeles kind of like a tucked away little fancy pants town and uh with one main street one main road strip and the mix was like you had to like go downstairs they had a downstairs and sold one dollar kamikazes so you go there with 20 bucks and just be like smammered <laughs> it was a great place but you didn't know what the vibe was that was this place so we went out to this place and it was like, there's patio dining, but then you walk in and it's like a bar and a dance floor. And then like on the other side of that, there's pool tables and two ski ball machines. And it's like, what are you going for? And then they just threw a DJ in there, DJ Scratchy Pants, and... He went from like 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., I guess. I mean, we got there like 10, I think, 9.30 or 10. But I was just like, oh, my Lanta, what is happening right now? Like, I could not pick up on the vibe. And let me tell you, when the 
the uh, patrons were an eclectic group, man, I'm telling you, this was Long Beach. It was <laughs> just every everything. I'm pretty sure they let some underage people in there. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is getting sketch as shit. <laughs> but the thing that was kept getting to me is like, okay, I don't understand what this vibe is. But I did notice something. And I hadn't been to a club. I guess they were trying to be a bar slash club slash something. So let's call it a club for the sake of argument here. So this, there's these certain things that were going on that I'm like, I don't know if this is a new thing or if this is just how it's been and I'm out of it. Wearing headbands with like the spring and like hearts or shamrocks you would do it on St. Patty's Day or like just these weird basically emojis on a headband and just rocking them in the club. And these aren't like the ravers that have the necklace, all this stuff too. No, just the big girls doing the distraction from the body. Look at my head thing. And it's like, that's not helping. Do yourself a favor. Don't look silly. Take yourself seriously. Big girls can dance. It ain't no big deal. But nobody's going to dance with somebody. Like you're taking yourself out of the game. I know what you're doing. I've been there. Don't do it. Like Marvin say, Gay says, just get on out there. As long as you're moving and grooving, there's always a chance. I will say there's some funny white guy dancing with some ebony ladies. It wasn't me. Shaggy. They didn't play Shaggy either. That was the other thing. DJ Butterbutt, he was playing... Like, I don't, I don't know. He's, I don't know. It was not my flavor. Um, but he would only play like 30 seconds of a song and then skip to a completely different song in a completely different genre. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just like, as soon as people were enjoying dancing to that song, he was like, perfect. Let me switch the vibe up immediately. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? But it was like he would have these every like 15 minutes, which was 35 songs. Like it was it was like some newer stuff that I didn't recognize mixed in with some Spanish stuff, which I never recognized. But I really I that I kind of enjoy. Um, and then like every now and again, like every 10, 12, 15 minutes, he'd throw in one to three 90s hip-hop songs and the place would go fucking bananas and then again as soon as everybody's hyped up he's like pulling the plug on this and you're like what the f keep a flow bro Ugh. this guy was like your sister's hair in the sink it was clogging shit up everybody was getting a vibe and then it had to stop and re-go re it was weird <laughs> and then another thing that I, man, I, I haven't been to in any type of scene like that in a while. But last time I'd been to a club was probably in Vegas years, years, years ago. And I don't even like clubs. Never did. Never have. Not any kind. Not even strip clubs. I know. It's stupid and gay. I don't care. That's me, baby. Um, but going to these clubs, like, 
normally it was just like you'd be dancing next to somebody and if they gave you a look like yes it's okay for you to come in my space you go in space and dance with them you just kind of maneuver around whatever that was not the case in this place this place it was like stomp the yard and shit it was dudes dancing to impress girls and have them come over and dance with them but they weren't like up front about it they weren't like hey i'm I'm dancing for you, girl. They were just like dancing to each other in their own way. Like, are they looking? Are they looking? <laughs> and, and there was in particular this this duo that came in. And the one dude started getting after it right away. Right away, he's popping and, and hitting the floor hard, you know, stomping his shit. And it was good. Fine. Good for him. Not the same moves I would use, but a lot of people don't like my moves. I'm cool with it. Well, the thing that was funny was his skeptical friend who was arms crossed at the edge of the dance floor. Like, yeah, I'm with him just to make sure he doesn't drink too much. He was that guy. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed, whatever. And then after about 15 minutes, which is a lot of work. I got to give it up to this dude. A lot of work. After like 15 minutes, a chick comes over and starts like grinding on him and dancing, whatever. Not but the next song, give it to the DJ, 10 seconds later, as soon as the next song comes up, homie's arms start to come unfolded and his foot starts tapping. He's like, oh shit, I got to start dancing if it's starting to work. It's starting to work. And then he gets out there and then not one lady danced with him all night. <laughs> they saw he was skeptical and they were not believing him. They wanted the guy that was all heart, baby. Guy that had his mojo on. Oh, shit. That was super funny. So that was my Saturday. And then Sunday, um, I like I said, I've been kind of doing a lot of weird stuff. My head's been all over the place, and I haven't been doing comedy a lot, which I broke my own rule. My own rule was not ever longer than two weeks, but try to never get past 10 days. And I've done that like f three times in the last two months, like pretty much as many times as I could break it in the last two months I have. So I'm extremely rusty. Not that I was great in the first place, but I felt like I was learning a lot on the fly. And, you know, being able to hold my own while I was learning instead of, like, learning, putting it all together, and then, like, okay, hopefully this one goes. It was like, okay, I got some stuff in the bank that I know I can kind of bridge off of and or come back to. Like, I got some lead-ins, some tags that just are... It could go to any any joke. Like if I get lost in the weeds, I could throw that on something. And I was kind of like firing on a few cylinders. And then, the man, the thing about this is like same as working out. It's like if you don't work out for, if you're working out like crazy and you're going for like a Mr. Olympia tournament, <laughs> I don't think that's what they call them, um, contest, competition, whatever. And then you don't work out for two weeks that next session is going to be rough and then you go to present and it's like, oh, uh, I see why you used to be confident. <laughs> so <clears throat> I went and did a show at, at a uh, buddy's show um, and it was in support of the LGBTQ LA Center, which funny enough is I've worked in that on that place in that building for them um under the construction 
person that I used to be, but now to be doing a show and I just did the sign up portion. I wasn't booked on it or anything. I just did the sign up portion of it, but, um, I go hard in the paint man. not usually, not all the time, but I'm with some new liberties that I'm gaining. Um, I'm a lot more free to talk about a lot more things without worrying about backlash to other people. So I'm going to try it. That's, you know, <laughs> a little bit of something, something for everybody. And I, I like to go right at the thing. I didn't do that all the way this time, but I, I put out some feelers that I, I was like, these are either going to hit or they're going to miss. And it was <laughs> the latter that they, they were misses, um, which whatever. I mean, some people don't like the word tranny, especially trans people, but it was in reference to a joke that I structured where, uh, tranny used to be a type of porn when I grew up and it was a confusing time for us as well. Something along those lines. There's a lot of bones there. Um, I can turn that into something fun and funny. I just had to bounce it off the wall first. And turns out it needs a lot of work. But I've got a rule where I'll try something three times. And if it doesn't work any of the times, then i got to chuck it. Um, that was something I heard from Stephen Wright, which clicked with me. Because I've always had a thing about three like, if, I, if you can't do it three times, maybe you weren't cut out for this kid. So, that one I tried twice. Because I tried it at my follow-up joint, my home joint, afterwards, uh, same night on Sunday. And there were only four people there. And I went up after a lady that was saying that all men are a certain way. And she was using... Not very nice slurs. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, okay. And then uh, coming up to close it out at, you know, the latest hour, Brendan McCorkle. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to try and bounce this thing off you guys again. And it was like, it was whatever. It was kind of like, eh. So I'm like, all right, I have to write this thing out and... I might even just put that into another joke because I had a whole structure about that and cross-dressers and things of that nature. So it was a fun little joke about that. So I'm going to revisit that. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I I told two people. I told my neighbor and I told one of the comics um, who was just kind of, we checked in with each other afterwards, which I haven't been doing that either. And I'm going to try and start doing that a lot more. Um, he was just like, yeah, you know, because he was there at the at the first show, the he was signed up for the LGBTQ show as well, um, LA Center or whatever, and he was like, "Well, you rolled through the punches, which means like you were eating dick, but you know, you kept munching with a smile on your face." And it's like, "Yeah, that's what we're here to do. It's not a big deal." But I told him and my neighbor uh, the same thing. I said, "Well, I learned two things about myself." which I always try and learn something. Every single time I go up, I try and learn something, whether it be about a joke or about myself or about my stand-up or about the room, something. 
And this time I learned two things about myself that I'm very, very honest with myself. I learned that I'm number one. I'm not as funny as I think I am. Like I got to work at it. And number two, I'm fearless. I don't know if that second one's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's about equal in damage to as the first, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really trying to do something here. And the fun thing about it is I really think I'm going to, because the thing that I want is not, doesn't necessarily look like the thing everybody else needs or wants. So I'm very excited about, about this journey and, and that's what it is. It's the journey of life and this is what I'm choosing to do. And it's supposed to be fun. And I know that not everybody can have a job that's supposed to be fun. I've had those. But I made them fun. Everywhere I went, I made my job fun. Because my philosophy is I have to be here anyway. So since I already know the bad stuff, I can be optimistic about the future with this. I've, even if it's a shit job. Literally with plumbing. Whatever. I know my pans are going to be in poop. Okay. It can't get any worse than that. So let's just do that. And let's if we use that as a baseline instead of this is what I think my day is going to be, you know, the days can look up. And I've, I've, I'm glad I said that out loud because I've been having trouble with that lately. My mind's been overloaded with other things and it's, I've become my own worst enemy I'm realizing right now. So I just need to be better to myself. But sometimes I don't know how to do that because I've never really done it before. Which is fine. So if you're in that same boat and you've never really been good to yourself or don't really know how to or you need to figure out a healthier way to do it, I encourage you to do that this week because I'm going to try and do that. I've been forgetting to tell myself that I have an awesome life every day. I've Even on my bad days, I, I like to tell myself that because it's 1,000% true. I have an amazing life. And I've always have had an amazing life. That's why I never killed myself. I thought about it plenty of times. Never did it, obviously. I don't want to be that asshole that tries and doesn't do it. <laughs> I always heard that you like suicide was illegal. I'm like, how is it illegal? Aren't you just dead? I'm like, oh my god, if you get arrested for not being able to kill yourself, like, what makes you want to kill yourself more? The saying. You are the biggest loser. Goodbye. Or whatever. <laughs> oh. That was fun. I think I'm going to go in my phone really quick just to see. Oh, I, I said somebody's name wrong. I hate when comics on the fly have to introduce other comics. And it's like, nobody's ever John Smith. I mean, I'm Brendan McCorkle for crying out loud. I don't ever ever expect anybody to get my name right if they haven't met me twice it's just it's not a thing that happens so when it's like hey by the way remember your set and then don't forget to introduce this guy and it's like fuck <laughs> and i end up getting it wrong and then it turns out this dude that went up after me after by the way i did not do him any favors with the room <laughs> like that's one of those things that as a comic i take very seriously it's like you know, you're, you're a part of this certain show for a reason. So whatever your spot is, you're supposed to do something with that. 
Like I've been put up at that same exact show a couple of times, like in heater moments where it's like, oh my God, that dude just said something crazy. I need somebody to come and get this room back so we can continue the show. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I know I'm up. Let's go. I'll bring him back. And I'll kind of half scrap my set for the night. No problem. That's my job. And if I do my job, well, then I'll get more spots later. It's all good. Everybody helps everybody. I love training goods and services. Beautiful. With that being said, this was like a stacked, booked show. And then they did the open micers at the end of it. So I was like, oh, okay. This is open mic time. It's not, we're not going up before the feature acts. We're going up after. So nobody expects shit out of these guys. I can, I can take a big swing here. And I did. And, you know, I said some stuff that made him laugh. It was just all the stuff that wasn't about them. So, I know there's some good stuff in there. Um, so, that being said, it's like I didn't do the guy any favors because I kind of, I got some of the room to leave, which, I don't know. Sometimes it bugs me, and sometimes it doesn't. Like, that doesn't, because if you're offended, then, yeah, okay, you don't have to listen to me. I re- thank you for respectfully getting up and leaving instead of yelling. I appreciate that. It's the indifference walkout. It's like, eh, would you rather be here or over there? And it's like, I guess over there. And it's like, oh, that one's a bummer. But then I, <laughs> I said this guy's name wrong. And I'm like, shit. I think I said it wrong. And you always know because they instantly introduce them, reintroduce themselves right when they get on stage. I'm like, damn it. So I was like, hey, dude, really sorry, really sorry after the show. Then I go to my other home spot, and then homie shows up like 10 minutes later. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, do I say it again? Do I say sorry again? I was like, nah, I think that's too much. I think you're being kind of an asshole. if You just keep sucking this guy's butt, saying sorry. Um, Yeah. I've got a ton of stuff in here. Oh, for baseball. Baseball, it's opening day. This is coming out on opening day. I love opening day. Baseball opening day is one of the best days ever. It should be a floating national holiday. Like if you if you buy tickets to a major league baseball game, you should get the day off of work. Like if you're going to be sitting around at home not doing shit, fuck you, go to work. Go somewhere special for lunch. Have a one-hour lunch. Watch some baseball. But if you get tickets to a game, that should be... it. It's a national pastime. Step it up, government. We're voting on all these other bullshit bills. Things that don't make any sense. Let's throw opening day in the mix. Put our tax dollars to work here. Opening day equals eight hours PTO if you buy a ticket. I think that that's only fair. So yeah, baseball's coming up. I'm I'm kind of excited about this season. And the Giants are my team. The Giants are going to stink. They might be like a you know, outside chance at a wild card, but they're in a division with the Padres who are going to rip off 105 games. Dodgers who are probably going to get in their 90 low 90 to mid 90 range. And the Giants, if they're lucky, they'll be in that low to mid-90 range as well. You know, they do have one of the better front offices, 
or the historically one of the better ones without spending a ton of money. But I just wish they would spend some money. And anybody who thought that Aaron Judge was going to the Giants is crazy. He never was. That was just a marketing tool. He was going to stay in New York. I'm pretty sure he even said that afterwards. I was watching this video with my son. He's into like historical baseball stuff. and But he's into like everything. Like the other day he was watching like the the biggest disappointments and greatest win above replacements in uh, baseball contract history. Like $100 million deals. Which ones were good and which ones were bad. And I'm like, dude, I could get into these videos too. And I just thought it was so amazing because like Trey Turner... And all these guys, Carlos Correa, they're signing these like 270 to $300 million deals. Crazy big deals, right? Alex Rodriguez signed for $252 million in 2001. Over 20 years ago, A-Rod got signed. And it was a 10-year deal. It's the same as all these bros are getting. But nobody got that deal again for like, 12 years and here's the thing A-Rod actually came good on that contract he re-signed with the Yankees on like a five-year deal after that and still like crushed so A-Rod happened to have like one of these biggest contracts in the history of it which I remember at the time with the Texas Rangers but I remember it being like astronomical like nobody's ever going to get paid that again and what's really funny is it took a really long time for anybody to get paid like that again. Like, hats off to A-Rod, dude. Like, and that dude was, like, married to J-Lo for a while or some shit. Like, Jesus. I thought that guy's career was over with the steroids and smacking the ball like a little Nancy Pants out of the first baseman's hand in the little Red Sox series. He's just, oh my gosh, he's such a... He's very, uh, how you say Spanish type, like, uh, I'm kind of tough, but I'm kind of soft at the same time, eh? You're like, yeah, I get it. Like, you hit the ball hard, but you have soft cheeks. I don't know. It's a weird thing, that guy. And now he's just kind of like, I'm A-Rod. I do anything I want. It's like, yeah, you kind of do whatever you want. Good for you, A-Rod. Still crushing. Crazy. I think A-Rod may have had, like, the best baseball career ever. It's tough to argue. He's still doing it. He's still in the mix and does whatever he wants. Oh, man. 185. I'm just reading notes in my phone at this point. 185 grams of protein per day. I. So here's the thing. I said I was going to try and start getting in biking shape. Like, for reals, I'm going to. I had a not-so-great couple of days because my favorite cereal snuck back in the house for some reason. I think it was planted. Um, so it's been hard to avoid that because that kind of came out of nowhere. But um, 30 Days of Pain is going to come back in May. I was talking to somebody about it, and I was just like, yeah, I, you know, for this past couple of Mays, I've done this thing. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I was like... Oh, really? Okay. I think I might uh, just keep doing it then. Just keep on. Because I'm kind of at a point with a lot of this stuff, which I was having that philosophical debate with myself earlier. Like, 
it's been almost two, it's been over two years now since I've started this kind of new journey of podcasting and, you know, got into comedy a bit after that and or three years. Yeah. Three years. Fuck. I don't know anything. No. Two. Yeah. Two. It's been two. Um, and so I like start working out and I'm like, fuck dude. I don't know what's possible with your body, but we should try and do something silly and fun and crazy. And one of the buddies is doing like some crazy workout competition thing. And it's like, all right, just out of like kind of solidarity from the side. I'm going to try and hit, hit harder than I normally do and have a goal with it. I still don't do leg days because I don't know how, honestly. And I have any, any joint on my body is I'm very skeptical about how it could hold up my knees in particular. My knees have never been great for me. Um, my shoulders aren't great, but I'm like, I've figured out how to work out and stuff. So I need to figure out the leg stuff, but the rest of the upper body, I'm like, okay, I think we can go crazy with this. So I read some article that was, you needed a certain gram to pound ratio day or whatever. I think it was a, a gram of protein for pound of your body or whatever. Um, and so I'm like, I, I kind of float around 185 these days. Some days I'm 198, some days I'm 175. It just depends on the streak I've been on. Um, I don't know if you know this, 185 grams of protein a day is a freaking lot, man. It's a lot. So I'm not quite sure that I'm going to go that hard in the paint because I don't know how I even would. But... I am going to do whatever I can to get in that kind of shape. I think it'll be fun. Um, but this part is boring. I was just reading a stupid note on my phone. Um, there are mostly premises for jokes that I have not taken the time to write out, which I'm kind of calling myself a dickhead for that. Um, I haven't... <laughs> see, I've I had another joke... So I <laughs> said being bisexual in Los Angeles is like having a booger. You never know when the right time to go get it is. And if you're out and about in L.A., everybody's bisexual now. It's fucking ridiculous. So whenever, like, when do you actually pull the trigger on being bisexual? Like, it's almost always at a point where it's almost uncomfortable. And then you just got to get it over with. Kind of like picking a booger. I don't know. Something silly. That joke about boobs. <laughs> Religion is like exercising. I like where that's going. Um, yeah, just I need to get refocused. But my, like, everything's changing, so I just, like, I kind of want to just wait. But the more I wait, the worse off I am. So I need to just figure out a balance. It's always about balance, isn't it? That's what it always comes back to. God damn it. <clears throat> the problem is I run in circles so much that 
that's what's balancing the plate. There's no actual stability on all these sides. It's just me running in circles, keeping the thing moving so fast it doesn't fall. That's what it feels like anyway. Oh, but all that nonsense to be said. Um, I've been watching... I, I finished Agent Elvis, and it started a lot stronger than it finished, I'll be honest. But it was a good watch. I do not regret any of Agent Elvis. It cracked me up. It just, like I said, I think they got too big for their britches towards the end, and they got a little in their own way. They started off so simple and straightforward, and it was just so good, and then... You know, like anything else, the writers get writing. Um, but it was still a good watch all the way through. Um, that to be said, Shrinking also, I finished. Uh, season 1. Both had 10 episodes, Agent Elvis and Shrinking. Shrinking was incredible. One of the better shows I've seen in quite a while. Um, I know Succession is back. I haven't seen that yet. Um, Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm halfway through the first season, the only season, and it's finally picked up. I was waiting for it to pick up. It's finally picked up. It is here. It has arrived. So now I'm looking forward to going and watching that while I'm in between editing and shit. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go watch Daisy Jones and the Six um, and catch up on that for the next couple hours or so um that being said i think i'm gonna just call it a shorty today i appreciate everybody for hanging on i appreciate uh everybody in my life that's that's there for me and that's still doing their thing i just want everybody to do their own thing first if you do your own thing first everybody else will just we meet up when we meet up, and it's organic, and it's all supposed to be. So, um, I encourage you to do what I'm going to try and do this week, and not get in your own way. Just let things be what they are, and see how the chips fall. So, on that note, um, I hope everybody has a great week. I'll be back better than ever, hopefully. We've hit our, our turning point in this crazy crazy podcast game and uh i'm gonna come at you with something fun next week i promise thank you all very much i love you and uh peace out